In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I'd like to thank, first of all, Dr. McLean for inviting me back to the college. Also, Father Paul Raftery and the other chaplains and the tutors. I offer my congratulations to the freshmen, the incoming men and women, on your imminent matriculation into what is truly a college, a community, a lodging together of saints and scholars on this relatively small campus. Of course, now there are two campuses. Thomas Aquinas College's 48th academic year is indeed historic. We have gone beyond California from the missions of St. Junipero Serra even to the other end of our immense American continent. Three centuries after Spanish Franciscans came west, missionaries have now gone east. May God prosper the work of Dr. Kaiser and the new community of saints and scholars under his tutorship. Of course, the college's 48th year is timeless as well as historic because both campuses begin the year, as always, with the eternal sacrifice of the Holy Mass. In this way, your college focuses all academic inquiry on our first principle and final end, he who is the way, the truth, and the life. As Bishop Mitchell Rosansky said two days ago at the opening of the academic year on your sister campus, you will be called to be the prophets of our own age, an age currently in despair, seeking the good news that brings true freedom life in Christ and his church. A new birth into freedom is the constant clarion call of every good people, rightly ordered societies. But true freedom only exists in Christ and the church he founded. That is your prophetic witness. That is what you're preparing to do. We've come to what's called a convocation. Of course, that word means a calling together, convocare. The Almighty has called us together, has summoned us to this chapel, to this campus under the bluffs of the Topa Topa Range. Last month, I received a letter from a second year student thanking me for supporting the college. Jordan Rong, if I pronounced his last name correctly, or Brown, Rong. I hope to meet him today. He wrote, during my years in high school, the only thing everyone seemed to agree about college education was that it ought to be practical. Using education for some financial or professional advancement. But even in high school, Mr. Rong grasped that a good job seemed, quite frankly, impractical. He, he continues, everyone was for learning how to make money, but oddly enough, it seemed no one was for learning how to spend it. I needed an end to justify the means. Nothing could be more practical than seeking to know 
what is worth living for and how to live for it. A beautiful letter. Some might quibble with a dangling preposition in Mr. Rahm's sentence structure. <laughs> Perhaps seeking to know that for which life is worth living would be more felicitous. But our second year hero has grasped and resolved to apply himself to the supreme good with his whole mind, his whole strength, and all of his soul. Thank you, Mr. Rahm, wherever you may be, for thinking clearly and articulating that level of clarity. We, of course, thank the tutors and the staff who provide such an education, the parents who send their children to this college, and the benefactors who sustain it. Let us not forget either the founders of Thomas Aquinas College, many of whom have gone back to God. May they rest in peace. It is God who has called us to this prophetic vocation in Christ. Let us turn briefly to the scriptures. Scriptures taken from the votive mass of the Holy Spirit. The prophet Isaiah foretells the birth of a king, an anointed one, a messiah, from the lineage of Judah, a shoot from the stump of Jesse. Jesse was, of course, King David's father. The prophet writes during the Babylonian exile, when only a dead stump of the Davidic dynasty remained. But the tree is not completely dead. Of course, many of us who are fans of Tolkien will be imagining the tree that is not yet completely dead. But should there come such a cataclysmic collapse of our own Christian culture as came to the Jewish nation in the 8th century BC. Know for certain that God will never abandon his kingdom. There will always be a remnant until the final return of the king. The Holy Spirit of God rests upon this one, this once and future king, the Spirit of God, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and of piety, and his delight will be the fear of the Lord. This spirit will rest upon him, and it will rest upon all of his prophets. But we, all baptized Christians who are called to a prophetic vocation in Christ, we must ceaselessly pray for these gifts. They are free for the asking, but we must ask. So the church opens her university's academic years with the mass of the Holy Spirit. So Thomas Aquinas College opens every seminar with a prayer to the Holy Spirit. May our delight this year be the fear of the Lord, the gift, the final and perhaps best gift of the Holy Spirit. That's from Isaiah chapter 11. We turn now to Romans chapter 8. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. We hear from, the, from his, uh, St. Paul's epistle to the Romans. 
you did not receive a spirit of slavery, but a spirit of adoption through which we cry, Abba, Father. Children are free because they know their parents love them. Love is freedom, the capacity to do good. Love, defined by St. Thomas as willing the good of the other, frees us from debilitating fear. Love rightly orders a human life, bestowing the capacity to find the true, the good, and the beautiful. Now, our freshmen have left home, home which is a safe nest and a school of charity. They have set out to find another love. They have been schooled in love at home, and now they seek another love, either in marriage or consecrated life. Most of us, as freshmen, suffer bouts of acute homesickness for the first few months. But a good college has an antidote to homesickness, another school of love. A good college has a chapel. God must become your father now and marry your mother. I can remember my first few months at university, alas, not TAC, but Penn State, not far from where I grew up. Terrible homesickness for the first couple of months, but there was the university chapel, which preserved my sanity, which preserved my freedom, and the daily rosary walk in the local park. That was Penn State. This is Thomas Aquinas College, with four daily masses. We are encouraged to see that most students attend one of these four daily masses. Many return to the chapel for the 9 p.m. rosary. Others make a visit between dinner and evening classes during the college's daily holy hour and benediction. I mention those things especially to our incoming freshmen as the means not only of your sanctification, but the means of your finding love here at this college because love begins with God. This chapel, along with our dear Guadalupe Chapel at the President's Hacienda, is truly your home, away from home, your solace, your sanctuary. This is where your mother and your father live. Visit them regularly, even if you're not Catholic, because the father's and the mother's tenderness gives children true freedom. Whoever loves me, Christ tells us in the gospel, will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will make our dwelling within him. It is this word that renders the created world intelligible. It is this word that uh, is the object of your study. It is the lens by which you will make sense of all creation. The word is not 
Christ's. Christ is the word, but he is from the Father. The word is spoken of the Father. Our Lord says that he is an advocate of this word, and he promises to send another advocate who will teach and remind us of this word spoken by the Father. Every person who honestly engages rational inquiry is an advocate to some degree of the Logos. Aristotle, it is said, discovered absolutes and wondered if there were an ultimate absolute, one unity and truth that orders all of existence. The good news is that there is. You can find him at this college and in this chapel. God has called us together this morning to begin again the hard work of articulating the intelligibility of the world and to demonstrate finally the fundamental truth of love. Only love creates. As St. Maximilian Kolbe would say, even in Auschwitz, love creates. We cannot do this work without the constant help of an advocate. The Father gives us two advocates, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. In fact, our benevolent Father gives us a third advocate, an advocata nostra, after which, after whom, this chapel is named. As we enter this academic year, the year two Thomas Aquinas Colleges prepare students to articulate, restore, and defend the rational order, to build a culture on the eternal logos rather than merely human knowledge, we put our hands into the hands of the Mother of God, Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity. In words attributed to our patron, St. Thomas, words many priests pray before Mass, Mother of mercy and of love, Blessed Virgin Mary, I am poor and unworthy, and I turn to you in confidence and love. You stood by your son as he hung dying on the cross. Stand also by me and by all who offer mass. Help us to offer a perfect and acceptable sacrifice in the sight of the holy and undivided Trinity, our most high God, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.